Welcome to Black Men's Mental Health Podcast. Society doesn't want you to blame anything but yourself. It's a treat, not mental health. People out there is not going to understand you until you let them know. You definitely got to take into account your mental health. You have to tune into your own mind. Yo, 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 what's going on? What's going on? It's your man, Casanova Williams, with another Black Men's Mental Health Podcast. First, I want to apologize because I understand that I haven't done my podcast in a few weeks, and some of y'all been uh, bothered by that. And I know one person said, oh, Cash, you said you was going to be consistent with your podcast. And you're right. I fell off. Um, last time I did a podcast, maybe it was two weeks ago. And I apologize, but you know what? I, I wanna, I wanna, I wanna. It's a good thing. Let me, let me explain now. Now I know, I know you love listening to my voice, <laughs> love listening to me do my podcast and my opinions and stuff like that. And I, I, I appreciate that. I really do. But the last few weeks have been very, very uh, phenomenal for me. Um, I've just been working on a lot of different projects. Uh, you know, working on the, uh, working on the. Uh, the Culture Life products. So if you go to the website, all new products are up right now. So I've been I've been dealing with that. I've been um working with my wife on the new podcast. Divorce is not an option. So I've been working on that. Been working on just uh getting back in the music game. I've been uh you know interviewing some uh potential artists. Um, sitting down with my team to build the team, building uh more podcasts on the station. So I've been doing a lot. I, I've been doing a lot, and I and you know also a project manager. So I got some major projects I'm working on right now for 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 the company. So there is a lot's been going on, but it's been good. It's been good, but unfortunately, it's taking taking my time. And I haven't done my podcast, so I do apologize. Um, I promise I'm going to do them regularly. Three times a week, I'm going to give you a podcast. I'm going to try to get back to the five days a week if I can. But I'm going to give you a three podcast week every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. I'm going to do it even if I have to pre-record it, record them all in one day. Um, happy Halloween, everybody. If you hear this, uh, I'm doing this on Halloween, so you may hear this the next day. You may hear this live on the Culture Radio. Uh, happy Halloween. Uh, be safe out there. You know, if you out with your kids or, you know, you're about to go out with your kids, be safe out there. Uh, there's some sickos out there. So check the kids' candy. Make sure the kids are okay. Check your kids. For me, it's the first year my son's going with some friends, so scary. He's in our neighborhood. Our neighborhood is relatively safe, I believe, but you still, you never know. But you got his phone next to him, so hopefully he's safe. Please pray, pray for my kids, pray for my son, pray for my daughter. You know what I'm saying? Uh, the more pray, the blessings, the better. All right? Uh, but also, I got to keep thanking you for making this a top podcast. Even with my absence, we're still on the top list. I know we're 21 on a black podcast list now. Uh, number 21 in the world for black podcast list for mental health. Thank you. I appreciate that so much. Let's do a lot of applause for that. Appreciate that. Appreciate that. Still on the top 100 list, of course. Uh, fell down a little. Fell down a little because I haven't been podcasting, but I'm still on the list. Um, I think I'm in the 80s and 90s now, but, yo, I'm still on the list. Uh, so I appreciate you for that. So, you know, right, no matter where I'm at on the list, I'm still on the list. Appreciate you for that. You know what I'm saying? Let's give a round of applause for that. Um, yeah, and, and give a round of applause to yourselves. Because, you know, without y'all, this podcast wouldn't be possible. I wouldn't be able to do what I do, live the life I live. Because, yo, we would be through a lot of troubled times when nobody was there for me. Y'all were listening. Y'all were there. you chimed in. you sent emails. you sent love. And I appreciate you so much for that. So give yourself one more round of applause for you for helping me through everything. Because where I am today is because of y'all. I appreciate you so much, okay? All right, let's get to the, today's podcast, you know. 
today's Halloween, so I wanted to do something spooky. I wanted to talk about things that scare me right now, okay? I'm, I'm, I'm going to say a lot of things this podcast, okay? Now, you know, this is Black Men's Mental Health Podcast. I'm always talking about something that's affecting black men in the community and things like that. But also, also, I also touch on other other subjects as well. Things that affect our culture as, as black people in our culture. Also, I talk about things that are just uh, affected us as a society, because regardless of black men's mental health, there's a problem. There's a problem with that. There's also a problem with our culture. Then there's an overall problem of our country, of all the people. So, you know, I'm not going to sit here and ignore all problems and say, oh, black men only want to have problems in the world. No, we're not. You know, we are a problem of multiple problems on top of problems. So I always touch upon different things, you know, like I talk about Kanye and Candace Owens and and just different perspectives in our society, what's going on. Um, but, you know, I want to talk about some things that scare me since it's Halloween. All right. What scares me? Is the is is the total contradiction of our society today? Now, I'm a, I'm a I watched this show right. It's called Big Mouth, right? It's on Netflix, and um, at first, you know, I watched it out of just pure uh, just funniness. You know, it was about adolescent teens that are are are, are that are just like corny. You know what I mean? Um, it's exaggerated, but of course, it's a show. The first season was actually I thought was really good. I think it was done in a way where um, it was good. Um, it was, um, I thought, you know, I, I mean, I, I think, of course, they pushed the envelope. That's what they're supposed to do. But they pushed the envelope a little bit. But I think it was a good. The first season was good. Then the second, the third, the fourth seasons, I think it's in the sixth season now, got really, really, uh, really, really, like, uncomfortable. Where, you know, they were having uh, pictures of kids' genitalias, vaginas nakedness it got really really uncomfortable um even for me now of course i'm an adult i take it with a grain of salt i'll take it i take it as far as like okay a a, a new perspective on things kind of like the the film the, the the show lucifer that came out when it first came out everybody was overall like oh my god the devil people worship the devil but actually lucifer became a really great show um, and it was really entertaining, you know, to the point where Netflix picked it up for a couple more seasons and it ended really well. It was a good show. So, you know, I'm always I'm always for, one for listening for new shows. And, you know, I believe in pushing the envelope. I believe that, you know, uh, TV movies are supposed to uh, at some points make you uncomfortable. But at the end of the day, you take it for what it is entertainment. Right. So this this show, big show, this big mouth, uh, you know, it, it it pushes it pushed the envelope a little bit. Uh, where I was uncomfortable. And let me tell you why I was uncomfortable. I wasn't uncomfortable because of the content in, in itself. I wasn't, you know, at the end of the day, it doesn't bother me. I don't look at the show for anything more than what it is. But then I started to think about, we live in a society that wants to get on men, and you know, uh, particularly men for wanting younger women and, 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 and and sex tapes and things like that that of course we all know is not right so in no way i'm defending any type of uh, pedophile or anything like that but then we are okay as a society of a show that has kids predicting themselves in in very sexual situations uh lesbian and gay uh relationships uh genitalia uh showing all this stuff in a cartoon Nobody's okay. We're okay with that. But then we get on the man or the woman in cases that like stuff like that. Now, I then I started to think deeper about it. I said, like, who are the people that are actually sitting here drawing this stuff, thinking of this stuff? Um, these experiences that they have are just really extreme. You know, it's not a it's not like normal coming to age type um show it's very everything sex everything is sex and the things that these kids are involved in junior high school i wasn't even thinking about uh you know bdsm uh gentilia play all this stuff that they try to wrap in in uh life lessons but it's extreme and i think about okay who's the people that are actually writing this stuff drawing this stuff um Then it started me to think like, okay, well, why are we okay with this? 
but but we want to shame somebody like R. Kelly. And and and, and like I said, this is no defense of anybody that has raped women or anything like that. So I, please don't get me wrong. But let's just think about our society. We can sit down and, and watch this show laugh about underage kids. Not we're not talking about teenagers. These are kid these are uh, they're in junior high school, I believe. Um that are talking about they're horny. Let's let's hook up, kiss, and let me explode. I want to orgasm. I want to masturbate. I mean, we have all of this in this show. You know, um, showing of penises, vaginas, uh, titties of young these young people. But then we get mad at R. Kelly for being with a 17-year-old girl. Now, of course, the argument could say, well, that's just fantasy. This is reality. True. I get it. But we can't stop. We can't say one thing is good, the other is bad. We need to condemn it all. At the end of the day, why are we celebrating a show that's won awards? By, 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 you know, for, you know, really, at the end of the day, it's not a, a prediction of reality of young people. Now, when I was 13, 14, was I horny? Yeah, but at the end of the day, this is extreme. And we okay with that. We're okay with that. But it's but God, somebody could draw. So if if a child, if I was drawing this, and a cop saw it, that could be child por- pornography, right? Am I right? If I'm drawing two young people having sex, I get in trouble, right? I, I mean, I I get in trouble. Um, but they're allowed to to draw these young kids in sexual acts. And that's okay. Now, like I said, I'm all for pushing the boundaries, but I'm just saying the unfairness of one is okay, but the other isn't. You know, if we're going to condemn one act, we need to condemn all the acts. That's that's all I'm saying. And that's scary to me. That this show could be on TV, but we're condemning people that have done far less. Like I said, I'm not trying to excuse what people have done. I'm not trying to defend R. Kelly. I'm not trying to defend any pedophile. But what I'm saying is if we're a society that is against uh, sexualizing kids in any way, it is o- but it's okay if we sexualize them in a cartoon form? See, that's the contradiction. Oh, well, it's not real kids. But at the end of the day, isn't it all about fantasy? These sick people that are pedophiles are are thinking about these young people in that sexual way. They're fantasizing about it, aren't they? That's where that's where anything comes from. Anybody that's horny or anybody that that wants sex, you start thinking about it, whether it's with a particular person or just in general, you fantasize about it. TV is our fantasies drawn out especially cartoons, is somebody's fantasy that they draw out. So you're telling me that it's okay to draw out these, these fantasies, these ideas, but then condemn the man that actually thinks about it, but we don't condemn the writers or the drawers because, oh, it's a TV show? Now, like I said, I always want to be clear about what I say. I am in no way endorsing or saying pedophilia or people wanting young people are is okay. Not at all. Not at all. But at the end of the day, this show also predicts these younger girls wanting the hot, the hot older guy. Now, of course, there is no um there in reality of the show, the reality of the show, they're not doing it, but they have fantasies showing the older guy with the younger girl. I just saw an episode today. That, you know, the young girl uh, was predicted kissing the older guy. But then we condemn the older guy because at the end of the day, she didn't know what she's doing. But we're doing TV shows that's showing that these kids obviously have desires and wants for that. So it, it's a real contradiction to me where we and that's scary to me that we allow some things, but we don't allow, we allow some things that are OK, but then we condemn other things. And that's a scary slope because where is the cutoff? As a society, we have no cutoff. Truth is, is just merely whoever is in power at the time. I mean, of course, all through history has been like that. But really, truth is whoever 
is 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 empowered. Whoever is saying okay. Men for years, women have for years have loved the powerful man. Men, men over the years want success, not for the money, but for the ladies and admiration of the ladies. Uh, and 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 now that, it, but if a man does that, he's taking advantage of her. You know, these guys are, are caught in the Me Too movement because at the end of the day, you took advantage of your position. But isn't it my position that gets me the woman that gives me the people I like. Let's be honest. You work with somebody, you know, there's a, a this big thing that I always have a problem with. People talking about business is always business is never personal. And I, I think that is such the biggest piece of shit I've ever heard in my life. Nobody is in their business for business. Everybody's in their business for personal. Why? What is your personal? your family, your house, your car. You do that job to pay for the personal. It's not business, it's personal. If I'm working out there for a reason, is a personal reason, then I'm working for personal, not business. They don't cut They don't cut prices because of business. They cut prices because of personal. At the end of the day, if I cut these prices, or I cut these, I'm sorry, cut these employees is going to save money. It's business. No, it's not business. It's personal because you're doing it to keep your job. Business would be, you know what? I want everybody to get paid, so I'm going to cut my salary so, so I don't have to cut nobody here and we all good. But they're not doing that because the business pays for their personal life. So at the end of the day, it's always personal. When people talk, I don't miss mix business and pleasure. You're a damn liar. That means all the money you make from this business, you don't use for nothing personal. If you use it, if that money you get, you just flip it back into personal business, then it is all business. But everybody does per, does business for personal. Most people that meet meet somebody that they that they hook up with or or like is on the job. You're spending how much hours with people on a job, and that so at the end of the day, it is natural that you will meet somebody that may be your future girlfriend or wife or husband or boyfriend on the job because you're around them all the time. But jobs always want to talk about, oh, let's keep it business, business, business. Ain't nothing business. I ain't never been to a, 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 I've never went to a company in my life that everything was business. Never. I've never sat and, and, because and, personal is personal attitudes, people's that all that the way they talk to you, all the, all that stuff, that's personal. That ain't business. I've never been to a job in my life that was strictly business. You go in, you sit down, you do your work, you get up, you go home. That's business. You don't socialize, you don't talk, you don't know. That's because there's no need. What's the what's the what's the point of socializing? I'm here to do my work. But it never happens that way. It never happens that way. It's always personal stuff. So when people say, oh, it's all business, it ain't personal, lying, it's bullshit, complete bullshit. So back to what I was saying. Personal. Let me get, you know what, let me rewind back. I'm scared because at the end of the day, we live in a society that everything's personal, covered with its business. Politicians, judges, everything. Everybody sits there and talk about everything's business, but everything is personal. Like, for example, a judge has to make a decision on how long he can give you for a sentence. That's personal. He's making a personal decision on, on okay, I can give you five to seven years. Why are you giving him 10 years? Because you personally believe the offense which deserves 10 years. It's not because it's law. Law is like you do this, you get convicted, you get this year, many years. That's law. That's business. But it's personal when a judge uh, gives you what he thinks is the appropriate sentence. That's personal. That ain't business. There's never, you can't be non-biased in, in a decision-making decision like that. You say none of it is personal. So we're in a society that Everything's personal, but it's 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 shadowed with its business. That scares me. That completely scares me. Because, see, the problem with our people in general, 
our culture, the black culture, is that we believe lies. And I'll say it again. We believe lies. and That scares me so much. We believe that we are still slaves. And we're not. We generate billions of dollars. I think I've spoken about this before. We generate billions of dollars, billions of dollars for other cultures, for other businesses, billions of dollars. And it's not business, it's personal. Why does a woman get a Versace, a Louis Vuitton, the red bottoms? Why does she get that? Why does a guy get a Mercedes Benz or Maserati or a BMW? Why, you know, why does a person go and drink malt liquor? Why does a brother go and stand online, brother and sister stand online for Jordans or Yeezys? Why? That's all personal. Has nothing to do with business. Why do rappers rap? Personal, not business. Because if it was business, half of them wouldn't be broke. If it was business, half of them would be on their point with their accounting and their contracts they signed. But it's all personal. We are not a business culture. There is no culture that's business. Kanye talked about Jews. You know, now, technically, when you really want to talk about Jews, black people, Jews is not, oh, it's not white people. Jews, Jew is a religion. It has nothing to do. It's not a race. It's a religion. So at the end of the day, there is no Jewish race. That's just facts. I'm not here to be anti-Semitic or nothing like that. I'm just spitting facts. Jew, Jewism is a, is a religion. There are people all around the world from all different cultures, all different races that are Jews. So this idea in America that the race of Jews that run things is a total lie. So let, let's just let's let's just let's just be real about that. Now, they say Jews run the industry. Now, I I want to not believe people that run the industry are of the Jewish faith. Okay, that's cool. Everything they do is is not personal. That business is personal. They want to flourish for their people. They want to flourish for their race. They want to flourish for their families. It's all personal. And if I could use your race to get what I want, why wouldn't I? That's just business. That's just person. That's business personal. If you're gonna allow me to make money off you so my personal is good, then hey, that's business. To be honest, when you think about it, manipulation is business. Me make you think the decisions I make is business is the business. No, let's be real. That it is the business. I'm telling you everything I do is business is nothing personal. It is personal because at the end of the day, you're doing it for personal reasons. You know, I'm all over the place right now. I'm, I told you I'm, things that disappoint me. Or no, things are scary, but that's scary. Now. I spoke, I, I did a whole, uh, I did a whole podcast about Kanye West, all right? And I'm not going to really talk about it too much again, because it's just not, it's a waste of time, to be honest. But we sit here and we see that when Eminem said nigger, he wasn't canceled. When, when rappers talk about Raping and killing and drugging. That's okay. They could play it on the radio. When when white men talk about when white men talk about black people in a negative light, that's okay. But as soon as Kanye says anything that was anti-Semitic, he gets canceled. The companies part ways with him. Companies that don't even have nothing to do with Kanye West are part ways with him. They have nothing to do with him. Stupid. Companies, his interview gets taken down. But I can go on, on right now and see a white person raving about niggers and white power, and it's not taken down. The KKK is not listed as a terrorist group, but the Black Panther Party was. So, do you understand that what scares me is that we are not important? 
as a people, especially black men. You could talk about us, degrade us. It doesn't matter. That's fine. It's entertaining. People make money, millions off of it. But as soon as you talk about them in any way, oh, they're ready to cancel you. You're anti-Semitic. You're hurtful to the Jewish people. You are, you are, you are the, you know, they didn't cancel him when he said that slavery was an option. Kanye wasn't canceled then. Where were this, where was the same energy of the music business and the designers that were, you know, they didn't cancel him then. But he said something anti-Semitic. Now, oh, let's part ways with him. See, because what's scary is that what Kanye did was prove that as a people, we're not important. That our struggle is not important. That our history isn't important. He proved that. You know, now, don't get me wrong. I have no sympathy for Kanye West at all. I believe that he he's saying all this now, but when you was, when the black people supported you, you wasn't supporting us. And don't get me wrong. I'm not hating on nobody wanting to support Trump. I'm not hating on nobody that wants to be free thinking. I'm not hating on none of that stuff. I believe that we need those state, those people that's going to think differently, that's going to think opposing to us because at the end of the day, that opens the conversation. So to me, I'm okay with some black person saying, you know, uh, you know, slavery was a choice or whatever. I'm okay with those things. What I'm not okay with was is the attacking. You know, like let's have a talk about it. Why, why do you feel that way? You know, I believe it was a, a choice. You know, our people. I feel we should have. We were so much mentally into we could have rose up. I, you know, I get the argument. Now, whether I agree with the argument is one thing, but I get the argument. But I think it's an argument worth her having, a discussion worth having. But at the end of the day, Kanye West just went off craziness, anti-black everything. Now, all of a sudden, you want to, you know, you want to uh, come to black people when at the end of the day, you're tired of the white man. Those same white people that you were browsing and chilling with and hanging out with. So at the end of the day, I don't agree with Kanye West, nor do I support him. But Kanye West did show something in our society that we need to see. I'm scared because as a people, we are blind to what is going on around us. We are blind to, 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 the, to the fact that we have enough money to do our own thing, that we don't need other people. But we sit here and we, we bash each other. We, 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 we act negative towards each other. And we don't, we don't come together as a community because we have power. Think about it. Think about how much power it takes for somebody to scare people so much that they're going out their way to cancel him. Because at the end of the day, what's, what America fears is a, a, a rich, smart black man that is not afraid to go to that's not playing their game. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm still not defending Kanye West. I still don't believe he's this black savior or he's doing it for a just reason. So on that tip, I'm not with him. But he is an example of what America fears. He showed you what America fears. He showed you true America. At the end of the day, they're going to put you in your place when you get out of hand, when you speak out of line. They're going to cancel your deals. They're going to cancel your contract. They're going to try to, they're going to take, I mean, Chase asked them to move his money out. At the end of the day, what they, they're rapists and murderers that got bank accounts. And Kanye West, that has millions in the bank, they're saying, can you move your money out of our accounts? Like, like, look at that. You have freedom until you say the wrong thing about the wrong people. That's the reality. Of black men. That's the reality of our culture. You're good when you play their game. See, but see, this is the problem. I get it. We all got to play games. We got to play the game in America. America it is what it is. I get it. Life is a game. There are people that have power and the people that don't. And if you play the game right, you can have power. You play the game wrong, you won't have power. I get that. So I'm not even against that. That is just how life is is you go to any country any time in the world there's always power people that have people that have not that's just the way it is unfortunately but that's just the way it is so that's fine to me but the problem is of black people we don't want to recognize that we don't want to play the game because to be honest this is not our country this country was not built for people like myself this country was built for 
other people, not my people. So at the end of the day, we got to do what we have to do to inseminate, to, to, to simulate and actually flourish within an ecosystem that isn't designed for us. And there's so many ways we could do it, though. See, it's obvious where we're at. Anyway, back to what I was saying, man. I'm just very disappointed in our our culture. I'm scared. I'm just really scared. Um, I'm really, really scared. Because another thing, and let me tell you, this is this is a, a personal thing, too. I'm scared because the more I I I elevated my life, the more I start to see things differently. Um It's scary because the more I start elevating my life, the more I start to really feel dread to say, man, is it worth it? It gets to the point of you saying, of, of, of me saying, do I just focus on my family? Making sure they good? Because what's the point of me trying to help the culture? It, it it gets like that. You know, my, my wife is a big believer in black businesses and all that stuff, right? And every time she messes with a black business, you know, it's always disappointing. It's always a letdown. You know, and 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 it it, it hurts because it's like, I want to pass my fortune on. I want to share this part of my life with my people. I want to share the success and 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 be able to help others out. You know, I, I want to be able to do that, but it seems like I got to do it from a distance. Like I got to do it on a podcast or I got to do it from a, 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 a situation that's distant from my personal because as soon as I let them in, as soon as I let my people in, it, it, it goes to shit. Now, I'm not saying all black people are bad and, and, and you know, I'm not saying that, you know, that I, you know, I'm never going to mess with black. I'm not saying none of that stuff. OK, so please uh, uh, don't quote me on, on being on saying that because that's not what I'm saying. What I am saying, though, is that I need to that the more success I get, the more I'm furthering myself from the culture. Because. The culture is not helping me to elevate. And, and that's what's sad. And this is a truth, too. So I don't want nobody to get on me or to say, damn, Cash, you blasty. I'm not. You know, I want to love my people. I want to I want I want to be a black owned business that's supported by black people that's successful because of black people. But at the end of the day. The more the tax bracket changes, the more I'm starting to see things differently. The more I'm, I'm having to play the game, the more I'm understanding that, yo, my people are going to pull me down. My people are going to be the ones to rob me. My people are going to be the ones to, to scam me. My people are the ones going to try to mess me up. And it's mentality. And this is on all levels. You know, I, I, I know I said business is personal, but I just say business because people understand that, you know, because what I said may be over a lot of people's head. But what I'm saying is on all levels, man, it's like, you know, I'm the, I'm the type of man where before I went through what I went through, and even now, I see how everybody can be happy. I'm a person that wants to fix everything, and I always see a way for everybody to be happy where everybody can win. But it's it's like nobody wants you to win unless they, they – nobody wants you to win. They want They want to win. They don't understand that we could all win. They don't they don't see that we could all we could all win. We could all be successful. We could all have money. But see, people don't see that we could all be loved. We could all be have families. I mean, we could all win. But at the end of the day, people don't want to see the all win. They only see their win. And their win consists of you losing. See, and that's the problem. I want to win. With other people winning. I'm not, I don't want to be the only one winning. I want to share the win. I want to share everything I'm doing. I want to share that. But at the end of the day, others don't see that. 
then complain when you call them out on their bullshit. I don't get it. And that's what's scary. It's Halloween. So that's what's scary. It's scary that, like, I can't rely on my people. The more money I get, the more that I'm being successful. The more I can't mess with my people. And that's scary to me. And then I start, and then I'm starting to see this broke mentality we have. Now, we could sit here and say slavery and systematic racism and years of educational. We could say all of that. And I would agree with you. But then what do I do? See, this, and that's the, the thing that sucks, too, is that the guilt is there because I know that we're, we are where we're at mentally because of everything that's been done to us as people. That we can't see success for each other. That we've been programmed that at the end of the day, we're ethnocentric. We don't care about nobody else. We don't care about family, generations, none of that stuff. We care about us individually, and we're going to make it even if that means destroying other people. And we're in that mentality. Crabs in the bucket. And that's what's scary because I know we've been programmed over the years. But then I also know it's hard to break. So do I waste my time, money, effort into trying to break something that at the end of the day, I can't break? Because when you look like, you know, you give charity, you give, you do good business with people, all that, they just fuck you over. You're like, what the hell it is? And you can say individually, okay, this person's not good, that person. But it's like you start to get to a point where you feel like, damn. Damn. I can't rock with my people. I'm proud to be black. I'm proud to be be. Be of the African of the African American race here in America. I'm proud, but I cannot indulge with my people because for me to be successful, I got to get away from my people. Because I pull closer to my people, my people are gonna rob me, kill me, do things to me that are not gonna be conducive for success. And that's what sucks. These young men getting killed. Rappers getting killed. People be successful, they getting killed. People getting sued every single way. I mean, if you don't worry about the streets, you got to worry about jealous people. You can't even go out without somebody trying to sue you. Like, I've been in that situation before where somebody was trying to sue me for bullshit. Like, it was bullshit. Like, literally bullshit. I got, and, and I, did, I ignored it because legally my lawyer said, yo, don't even, don't even worry about that. And I got, I got, literally got recordings about that. So I'm not worried about it. But, you know, like, like, it, 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 it's crazy. Like, I can't even go out and have a good time without if I bump somebody one day or try to sue me. Or or if you have a bad situation with somebody, they're going to sue you. Or even worse than that, suing is not even the worst thing. Somebody's going to try to kill you because of what you got. Like, every day I look out. You know what I'm saying? Every day I look. Every time I leave my building, my house, I always look. And not because I'm scared. It's because people, you don't know who is envious of you. On one end, I have to promote my podcast. I have to promote my success. You know what I'm saying? I got to use social media for what it is. But then I'm apprehensive because at the end of the day, you don't know who's on, on that social media looking at you talking about, man, why cast got all that? Why he got the 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 why he got the the pretty wife and the the house and the luxury cars and the businesses and you know I'm a robin. You don't know who's who's doing that. You don't know. And that's what's scary about everything. You just don't know. So you gotta move differently. Like I can't even move comfortably with my people because 
they may be, they're, they're more likely the ones that's going to backstab me. They're likely the ones that's going to try to pull some shit, try to scare me. It always it comes in the form of friendship, of a smile, of a handshake, of a of a dap, of a of a encouragement. At least with other races, I already know what's up. But my people, you get comfortable. Then when you get comfortable, that's when they get you. And that's what's scary. That scares me. It's Halloween, so I'm talking about things that scare me. That scares me. So what is the answer? If I abandon my people and say, I'm just going to do me, gear my business towards the white man and other cultures and only rock with them, then I'm a sellout. I rock with my people hard. I go broke. Somebody try to rob me or beef with me or steal from me or sue me. I'm stupid because, yo, you see, you should never rock with them. So people like me in a heart between a rock and a hard place. I know some of your listeners podcasts say, well, you know, you have a successful podcast, you know, you're doing your thing. But there's always something with that. It's like, how long do I rock with black people until I go to the next level? Are they taking me to the next level? You know what I'm saying? Like, I want to open the doors and opportunities with my people. But at the end of the day, you know, not, not even to mention, I won't even mention anybody's name, but I, I emailed this person, right? A uh, black man uh, recently went through some stuff. You know, I said, yo, yo, come on my podcast. You know what I'm saying? I know you're going to be in Orlando. Come to my podcast, right? Yo, I usually charge for that $500. Like, like, wow. Dude, you just was crying about your career, and I'm trying to show you love, but you still trying to get me. Now, don't get me wrong. $500 ain't a lot of money, so don't get me wrong. I'm not in any way broke, but it's just the principle of it. You know? And it just it just makes you. That's why that's why I don't have no guests on this show. That's why I don't I don't do it because people don't see the value in what you do unless it affects them. I I don't like asking people to be on my show because. It's a platform, and you know, and I don't, I don't ask nobody. To, I don't, you know, tell nobody to pay or nothing like that. I don't do none of that. Yo, pay me much. I don't do none of that. I just don't ask because I mean, and one day I may get to that point where I have people on. So give me, I may get to that point where I'm like, yo, I want some. I want to start getting some guests on this show. You know, that may be season official season two or something or three, whatever. I don't know how many episodes I've done. I've done like over 100 of these episodes, but you know, I have a, I've had a few guests. I was trying, but I just. It just, to me, the vibe was off. Not that the people in the interviews weren't interested. I'm not saying that. What I'm saying for what this podcast is, it was off for me. It was just off. So I decided not to do it no more. You know, because they usually would have Monday, you know, podcast Monday live. It would be live uh, with a guest on the radio station. I just decided not to do it, man. And now, if you know the culture radio and the shows we have on here, we've had hundreds of people in the studios on various shows, and I've had four people on my show. And I don't even count four because one was my wife. So really three, maybe four people, excluding my wife. I may do that again, but I'm not going to do it again. We're going to do our own show, Divorce Not an Option, and that's coming soon. And my other podcasts are coming soon as well. So I I haven't slept on my podcast. I haven't given up on my podcast. I haven't stopped it. I just have to fit them in. But of course, this podcast is always going to be priority because this is the podcast that opened the door. But yeah, so that's how I feel. 
You know, and and I don't want, like I said, I'm I'm not anti-black. I'm not in any way saying that I'm not going to mess with black people. But, you know, let me know if you, you know what? I don't even want you to let me know. If you feel the way I feel, then you could understand. Let's just put it like that. I ain't going to be like, oh, hit me up and even. Yeah, hit me up enough. You're going to hit me up with questions about that. That's fine. But I'm sure there's people that feel that way. If you look at all the times in your life that you got jerked whether it's in relationship whether it's in personal whether it was in your business whatever were they black now you could say of course they're going to be black cats because that's who you're around if you're a black person living in an urban area you always mess with black people okay and that's true that's your environment so of course all bad things are going to happen in environment especially you know if you date 20 black men and 10 of them hurt you you can't say all black, you know, you can't say all black men, you know, white men are better because at the end of the day, you have nothing to compare it. You're always dating black guys. So, yeah, at the end of the day, you get hurt. Most relationships don't last anyway. So, and most marriages end at 50% divorce rate. So, of course, you're going to say, oh, all, you know, black people, because that's all you associate with. And I get that. But when I look at, I've done business with all people, all nationalities. And the ones that have disappointed me the most, have been my people. And, 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 and look at, evaluate your life and see if that's the case for you too. See if that you, you've done a lot for, but it, I'm not even talking about just friendship. I'm talking about uh, relationships, all that. Look at what, what you have done in relationships. Honestly, now, don't, you know, let's not do, I don't want to do the victimization, though. Don't sit there and say, oh, you know, everybody didn't hurt me so bad. I didn't do shit. No, no, I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about real evaluation of people that fucked you over when you did nothing. I'm not talking about if you did something, got them mad or provoked them or you did shady business, and shit like that. I don't count those because there's been times I was in the wrong. So don't get me wrong. I'm in no way trying to make this opinion off of like, oh, every time I get jerked. No, not at all. But when I look at the majority of my business, I would say 95% has been with African-Americans, my people. And the 95% of shit that I've done right. I'm not talking about the 5 or 10% that I do right. I can't. I'm not putting that. In. I'm talking about the 90, 90 to 95% of the time that I've done a situation with black people. They have disappointed me and it didn't make sense. Like we could all eat. I believe that 100%. We could all eat. You could have your cake and eat it too in life because life is what you make it. There is nothing in life that is stopping you. Nothing. You make your own world. Any problems you have, you cause on your own. Like, I could say, if I'm a business person trying to do business in my community, and every time I run into problems with the community, I need to move on from the community. But I'm choosing to stick with my community, so I can't complain and cry about the problems. We could talk about it, so maybe we could do better, but I can't technically complain because if I'm getting the same results and still doing the same thing, then I'm insane. The definition of insane. So at the end of the day, I'm the cause of my problems. But see, the guilt of changing is what hurts. The guilt of saying, yo, I'm not messing with my people no more. That hurts because at the end of the day, I want to mess with my people. I want, I want to be a black-owned business that, that my people rose me, like this podcast. I want that. And that scares me because to have everything, I can't have that. And not because of my doing, because of my people's mentality. And that's what scares me. Well, I'm going to end it right here. I appreciate everybody that's been listening to the podcast. Yo, I love y'all. Trust me. I love y'all so much. Like I said, I do this podcast for y'all now. I don't do it for me no more. Like, I, y'all help me get through the dark times and I'm good now. Of course, I always still, everybody still need prayers. Everybody still need help. So don't get me wrong. This is still therapeutic for me, but I do this now for y'all because y'all got me through a lot. And I know that some of our podcasts is helping people out. So I'm going to keep doing this until the wheels fall off. I'm never going to stop this podcast. Okay. I appreciate you so much. 
for showing me love. Hey, I appreciate you that pick up the book. I get the little sales here and there now. So don't get me wrong. Appreciate you. The Black Men's Mental Health Bible, man. Yo, that's been popping lately. People have been picking it up. Pick your copy up. The 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 you know the black men's uh uh mental health testimony. I know, I'm sorry, not the testimony. I'm sorry. There's the Bible, and then there's the journal, then there's the uh, inspiration. You know what I'm saying? Pick that up. Also, my new book that came out earlier this year, Three Keys to Success. Three keys to success. Pick that up. You know, I'm a life coach, so I'm all about the positivity and making you be better than what you want to be better than you are right now. Pick up that book. That book is definitely a guide on what are the three things to success. Okay. Also, you want to get into this podcast game. Pick up my three volume uh, book, easy to read books uh, on, on uh, volume one, two, and three on podcasting. Every, every, everything from equipment to what you need to do, topics, and even how to make money on podcasts. You can do it, people. There are people touring around the world doing their podcasts, okay? Making money, selling merch, doing books. Unfortunately, I'm in a position where I can't tour like that just because of my family situation and, 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 and all that, which is okay. But there are people making six figures plus podcasting. So get on this free media. This is a media that is not controlled by nothing. There's no oversight of governor. There's no oversight of body or anything like that. So get on this media and and don't worry about the numbers. Just do your podcast and start talking. Because like I said, look at look at if you've been following me, we are like. 130 podcasts right now okay almost two years old almost two years i've been doing this and yeah if you were rocking with me you saw the transition you saw where i came from you saw what happened to me you you were with me on the journey yo do your own journey and podcasting is the way get on it if you want a, a personal uh, uh consult uh consultation with me Hit me up. Let's talk. We could Zoom. I'm open to that. I give information away. If you want a little bit more than that, of course, I'm going to have to charge. But I give all information away for free. And if you want, just go pick up the book. To be honest, buying the book is cheaper than booking me for two or three hours. So just buy the book. <laughs> I'm trying to help people out here. I ain't trying to get in your pockets. So I appreciate you. Until next time. Welcome to Black Men's Mental Health Podcast. Society doesn't want you to blame anything but yourself. It's a trait, not mental health. People out there is not going to understand you until you let them know.